0: Welcome to Forever Young Adult, a podcast where I, Efa, and I, Kira, talk about young adult fiction.
1: Except Efa has been having a time at college, and so I think this week we might not be doing a young adult book at all.
0: We are not doing a young adult book, uh, as Kira so succinctly said. <laughs> I'm having a time at college. Um, I'm also attempting to do my Christmas shopping, and we are in the middle of a pandemic and life, careers adulthood. Now you're just naming things. All of these are factors arrayed against my ability to read a book. So, instead of doing a YA book, we are going to do a book that I have read. (laughs) And today the book I've read is Moominland Midwinter by Tove Janssen. It is quite technically speaking a children's book, but if you know about the Moomins, you know that they have an appeal for people of all ages. And they're also like kind of softly serious, and you can discuss them in terms of themes and stuff. Uh, what's your knowledge coming into this book, Kira? Uh, my knowledge
1: of Moomans is that you love and adore them. Mm-hmm. They are creatures of their own, of their own making. Something like a pig, but not a pig. There is a human-esque creature with a hat and that he causes trouble, or at least mischief, and that everyone's name includes the word Moomin. So there's like Father Moomin, and Mama Moomin, and Moomin Troll, his name is Troll, Um, and that they are soft. That is my knowledge. Oh, they hibernate, of which I am jealous. That is my knowledge. That, That's yeah. a
0: pretty good. It's a pretty good introduction to the world of Moomins. Did they originate as a TV show or as a book? Cartoons, I think. Little okay. um, doodles. Tove Jansson is an illustrator as well as a writer. So she started making little comics, and then she wrote stories to go alongside them. And then they've been adapted by her brother and her nephew into a few different TV shows. Very good. So this book was originally published in, do you want to give a guess? Ooh,
1: 1937, no, 19, yeah,
0: 37. I'm going to go early. I'm going to go between wars. You're not far off. I know that you're about 20 years off. (laughs) It was originally published in Swedish in 1957. Okay, post-war. And the English translation I read is... 1958. I am, of course, happy to be reading a book in translation because I love books in translation. Yeah, they are trolls. If you're wondering what their species name is and what, what kind of creature they are, they are trolls, which in Scandinavian folklore is kind of like calling something a fairy in like Irish folklore. Like it can be anything, any kind of spirit or strange creature. Interesting. So he, he is a troll which is of the species Moomin. He is Moomin troll, but Moomins, I think, are their own species. But Snorks are also almost identical to Moomins, but they are like another family nearby.
1: Oh, wait. Is this like, is this like last name, first name? Did they just name him after their species?
0: It could be. (laughs) Snufkin is also a Snufkin. The Mimble and the Mimble's daughter are both Mimbles. Little Mai is a Mimble. Uh, It is just a nonsense, beautiful world for kids. So, you know, people's species names might also be their family names because if you're a kid (laughs) and your family's like, you know, talking about these other people, you're going to be like, they're the smiths and they're different for than us because we're the maguires and we're very different they're very fair very fair yeah but so as you I did know- point out moomin is sorry no go on oh, i go was on just gonna say that
1: i know that this is like a whole series um and i was gonna ask where in the series this
0: particular issue falls um it's kind of like I said, it's children's books. So yeah. technically, I think this is the fifth of eight books, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you can read them independent. Um,
1: I was just wondering where in the in the in the publication cycle it falls.
0: Um, oh, this is like Moomin Summer Madness is the fourth. Moominland Midwinter is the fifth. It's the fifth of eight books, nice. and there's also comics which come before and after, and were published in newspapers, and there are. Um, collections of short stories Cool, so tell me more about these trolls So, like you said the Moomins hibernate the Moomins are descendants of stovepipe trolls which were a species that lived in the chimneys of stoves to keep warm in winter Kira's making a very delighted space
1: I love these little stove babies I read, I read a great book about Russian folklore and the, about Russian folklore and like the coming of Christianity to Russia and it was very fictionalized and I think it was called, I have no idea, has Orly told you about this book?
0: Um... No, but it is ringing a bell a bit.
1: That that had like little creatures that lived in the stove in the stoves and lived around the house, and they did little tasks around the house and little fairy things. If you if you believed in them and left them little offerings, and then people stopped believing because of Christianity, um, and they started dying out. But it was a great book. The girl and the nightingale, the bear and the nightingale, bear and the nightingale.
0: Yeah, it was. It's called the bear and the nightingale by uh, Catherine Arden. Uh, the little house spirit things you're describing remind me of something from Germanic folklore called kobolds or kobolds I think it's like k-o-b-o-l-d um, and they as well are little spirits who if you leave them offerings will help you around the house and bring you good luck and if you're not nice to them will not help you out and will bring you bad luck. Yeah, that was kind of
1: the situation there. So I'm loving these little Moomin trolls living in stoves. That's so cute. Little
0: chimney trolls. Because Moomins have, of course, evolved since then. They're all very, oh. they're very proper. They, but their house still looks like a traditional Swedish masonry stove. So cute. And they hibernate in the drawing room together in winter. They eat a big thing of pine needles in November. And they sleep in a big pile until about March or April. But... This year, Moomin or Moomin Troll, i will be calling him Moomin—he wakes up. He wakes ah. up just after New Year's, and he can't get back to sleep. And is there no pine cones to to read there to eat to help him go back to sleep? Have they eaten all the there's pine. There's not cones? many pine needles left. He does, I think, make a pancake and he eats some things from the jam cupboard. Sometimes but, uh, when sometimes when I can't sleep, I
1: get up and I make toast, and then that puts me to sleep. His toast is a stupid food. That's
0: this, uh this kid has a similar idea. But if if you remove the magical elements and the fantasy creatures, this is just a book about a small child who has insomnia <laughs> and who's all alone in a big scary world and he's never seen the world be so dark, and everyone he knows and loves is either asleep or really, really far away, and he doesn't know what to do and um, that spoke to you and he's it's yeah of course it spoke to me it's very beautiful um but it's also kind of sad it's a very cute book and he meets all the other people who live in winter uh in particular he meets Tu tiki who is a character that tove jansen based on her long-term partner mm-hmm. uh i'm sorry did you say they're a car is she based on
1: her long-term partner? No, I said a character. Okay, it sounded like car. My apologies. Because I really, um, want, I really want a car to be based on a person. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, uh, I am not that kind of lesbian and I don't think Tove Janssen was that kind of lesbian. Uh, but yeah, she she based Tootiki after... She based Tootiki on her life partner who was called Toolicky. Um... <laughs> So it's a very transparent thing. But too ticky in the winter. She lives in the Moomin's bathing house, which is just kind of a shed that they have near the ocean where they store their like swimming costumes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she lives with a bunch of invisible shrews and other invisible creatures who've turned invisible because they're just too shy and they don't Aww. want to be looked at. And she takes care of Moomin a little bit in this winter cold and she also... Tries to take care of all the creatures who only come out in the cold and the dark because they're not really comfortable being seen. That's cute. I love these creatures. It's a book about Moomin being sad and kind of anxious and kind of worried and not knowing the social rules for this new place he's living, which is his home but in the depths of winter. And he has adventures where he has to survive some very difficult things. He also, at, some, at one point, he houses a bunch of refugees from a northern valley. Okay. Speaking of yeah. the time it was written. Be nice to refugees. Still true today. Yep. Yeah. That chapter is called The New Guests. And what happens is the winter has been particularly cold. And in a northern valley, there was a a lot of suffering and death so all the people from it have come down to see if there's anything to be done down here and Moomin at first is kind of like well I couldn't really do anything without asking permission from my parents so I mean I can't really do much it's not very fair and then two tickies like the Moomins have lots of jam You guys can eat some of the jam. They've got spare rooms because they all sleep in the drawing room in winter. And Moomin's like, well, I suppose, yes, indeed. That would make some sense if everyone's very polite and doesn't cause a fuss. What age is Moomin supposed to be? Like,
1: I, I assume that the age doesn't like parallel exactly. But like, is he supposed to be like the equivalent of like a 12 year old, an 8 year old, a 30 year old?
0: I would say probably Mm 10-ish when he wakes up first. His first instinct is to, like, call on his mammy. Mm -hmm. And he's a bit of a mammy's boy. I'm going to see if I can find a good quote. Moomintroll awoke and found he couldn't go back to sleep again. He looked at the moonlight and the ice ferns. He listened to the humming of the stove in the cellar and felt more and more awake and astonished. Finally, he rose and padded over to Moomin Mama's bed. He pulled at her ear very cautiously, but she didn't awake. If not even Mother wakes up, then there's no use even trying the others, Moomin Troll thought. All at once, Moomin Troll felt frightened and stopped short in the warm darkness beside a streak of moonlight. He was so terribly lonely. Mother, wake up, Moomin Troll shouted. All the world's got lost. He went back and pulled at her quilt. But Moom and Mama didn't wake up. Moom and Troll curled up on her bed mat and the long winter night went on. So he's at the age where he's trying to be independent, but he's also very uh, fixated on what the done thing is. Oh, that's definitely ten years old. Yeah, he's also very much he's so in love with his best friends and he's so loves his mammy. So, I think about 10 if we are going to put a human in. You on said
1: it. there during that quote that, like, if even if Mama Troll wouldn't wake up, then no one else would.
0: Who? How many of them are there? Hibernating in the Moomin's house are Moomin Papa and Moomin Mama, mm-hmm. and Snork and Snork Maiden, who are some neighbors, I guess, who look like Moomin's, but they have fringes on their heads. So, Snork is. Sort of Moomin's not girlfriend, and the snork or snork is her big brother, who's like probably meant to be about 20 and is like an engineer and the little orphans? They don't have parents mentioned. Oh, orphan orphan kids. It's a children's book, Kira. You know, there are orphans in children's books.
1: That it's actually like a very common trope because it gets rid of like. The adults that would stop the terrible adventure from happening.
0: I don't really want to get too fixated on details of what the world is like here. But I really just recommend this book above all else because of the vibes. The vibes? The good vibes. Tell me more about the vibes. What's the philosophy of this book? Okay, (laughs) I can do that. One thing that's a continuing philosophy in the Moomin books is absolute lack of attachment to items anti-materialist Moomin himself can be a little bit materialist he doesn't like the idea of you know one of his new winter friends taking one of his mama's tea trays to go sledding on for example because he thinks that's not the proper thing to do and that's not your tea tray and that can't Mm -hmm. be but everyone else around him who is older and more sensible is like, well, don't be silly. Your mama won't need it. She's asleep and we'll bring it back. There's a very share and share alike atmosphere. Like too, Tiki has been living in the Moomin's bathing house every winter without them knowing <laughs> because... They're asleep. They're not using it. She needs a warm place to spend the winter. She cleans up after she leaves. It's fine. I mean, she could just knock
1: before they go into hibernation. But yes, I do like this. I like sharing. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, I really annoyed a friend of mine for a while by being like, soft communism is when you give people things that they need that are yours. And she was just like, Kira, there's a word for that. And it's called sharing. And I was like soft communism people don't like it when i pretend to make up words i
0: think your new fun words are amazing anti-materialism and soft communism are definitely parts (laughs) of this book tove herself was an actual anarchist um she was as you said earlier the world wars happened in her lifetime she was born in Mm -hmm. 1914 and she died in 2001 she was briefly engaged to a member of Finland's parliament who was Ooh. an anarchist who inspired the character of Snufkin who was the guy you mentioned earlier as vaguely humanoid in a funny hat and he was an <laughs> actual anarchist uh, she was also rabidly anti-fascism she was raised by bohemians by artists and grew up in an environment where it was like you're artsy you're all kind of poor some of you are suddenly randomly wealthy because you have a gallery screening or something And, you know, it was the kind of place where she would be trying to sleep, but there would be people having three-day parties downstairs.
1: I love a a three-day party downstairs that I'm not participating in.
0: Yeah, but she was also, you know, very anti-materialist, liberal society. So that really comes through in her work.
1: I didn't actually know that. Like, we have the Moomin books in the libraries. um, And as I say, like, my knowledge of them is limited, but I do, like, the concept of them. But that's cool to know that the author is also like very cool. Um I like it when the authors are cool. That's all she, I got to say.
0: Also, she is very cool. Um
1: not to be like oh the only way to appreciate a cool author is if they same the se- share the same sexuality as you, but um
0: you said there that she had a girlfriend and a boyfriend? I yes, she definitely had both a life partner who was a woman and a fiance who is a man. In her own words, she never adheres to the idea of being a lesbian or being bisexual. Uh, She does mention how she loves men, and then she discovers what it's like to love women. And she's like, it is so much better. I get to be an equal in this. This is so cool. But yeah, she's definitely a queer woman. Uh, I would not label her as, By or lesbian but a queer woman for sure that's cool I love that a thing that's usually very important as a theme in the Moomin books is freedom she was also poly so there's that I just love this author she's really great she spent every summer of her life on a like remote island in Finland and then when it was too cold, she would go to the city for winter. But then she got famous enough that people started trying to visit her on her island in the summer. So she moved to another more remote island in the summer so people wouldn't bother her.
1: I, I think that I need to become an award-winning children's author so that I can summer on a, on a private island and not have to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. That sounds fantastic. I want this lady's life. But
0: also, I don't want to write a book. There's a picture of her that I love where she is swimming naked wearing a flower crown in the ocean.
1: Okay, I just want to be this woman. I I acknowledge that she has uh, died, but can she be my friend?
0: I could try a seance, you never know. I'll try to tweet her, see what happens. I guess a theme. Because Moomin has been awake in winter, he knows Mm. a cold and dark and unfriendly world. And he starts Mm. to find a place in it by making friends with Tutiki and some of the other winter creatures and the refugees. And he sometimes tries to go back to the house where all his family are sleeping. And he says, I don't belong here anymore. Nor there. I don't even know what's waking and what's a dream. And he's not in with the hibernators in their comfortable sleep, but he's also not out in the cold with the people who don't have anything and live on the edges and hide from the light because they're not safe or wanted there. And there's a real thread of both how difficult experiences change you Mm -hmm. and it can be impossible to communicate those difficult experiences to people who haven't had them and there's also a sense of gaining knowledge of other people's difficult experiences having the same thing you know you can be a person who has a comfortable home and usually wouldn't be aware of the dark and dangerous parts of the world but by making yourself more aware you become someone who can make the cold and the dark a little less awful but you also pay the price of feeling a bit strange sometimes in all your comfort because you're aware that there are places and people who don't have it mhm what a
1: like i i understand that this is most likely an al- an analogy for for like coming to terms with class And the Mm -hmm. class that you were in and seeing other classes um but it feels very queer experience i have to say
0: Um... there is definitely a queer experience in it and there's also i think a trauma experience Mm -hmm. in it um where moomin found the world being always comfortable you know and he's found this world where people aren't comfortable the invisibility is something that comes up elsewhere in the yeah. books. There's a book called The Invisible Child where the straight up plot is that there is a child who is cared for materially, but she is emotionally neglected and she fades away and becomes quieter and quieter until she's entirely invisible. And two ticky rescues her from mm-hmm. the aunt who is ignoring her. And brings her to the Moomins because she's like I could rescue this child but I cannot give her the love and care she needs to become visible again. And it's about Moomin and trying to be a friend to this girl who has been subject to emotional abuse and how it impacts her and how she's entirely quiet and entirely invisible and eventually like her hands become visible, but then someone says something mean, and her hands fade away again. And eventually, she becomes visible and becomes more alive, and like ends up pushing Mum and Papa into the ocean because he said something mean about Mum and Mama, and she's like, "You can't do that."
1: Oh, oh, I love her. I mean, I, I, I love representation for children. And yeah. I want children to be able to represent, like, be able to recognize when people are treating them unfairly. And if this means that a character in a book needs to be treated unfairly so that children can be like, oh, that's bad. Then I love it. But mm-hmm. I'm sad for this character still because yeah. empathy.
0: It is. She gets a nice life. Um. But. I'm being also, a children's like... book, she appears and disappears. Because, yeah, I would I would compare it to Enid Blyton in the way that, you know, children experience time differently. Things just happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like this ticky-tocky person who just goes around being revolutionarily nice to people and making other people be better.
0: Yeah. She makes Moomin be better in an interesting way. Uh, you know, I mentioned that they're descended from... Stove Stove trolls. trolls. Yeah. Well, Moomin meets one because Tutiki is friends with someone who she calls the ancestor, who is an ancestor of the Moomins. And he lives in the cupboard of the bathhouse when she's there. Moomin can't communicate with him. And it is just like... I guess it's meant to be comparative to like a human having to look after like an ape ancestor is it um, it feels it
1: maybe it's reducing all the characters but i think it feels like a closer analogy might be
0: um a, a dog having to mind a wolf actually there's an interaction between dogs and wolves later in the wo- in the book Ooh. but this is very much Moomin being like I am a refined person and I live in a nice house with shiny things and you're telling me this scruffy, hairy thing that makes howling noises is an ancestor of mine. No, no one in my family would behave this way. And Tiki like admonishes him and talks about how, you know, this is your ancestor and you're being very cruel to him. And so it's, it's very far north. For a huge amount mm-hmm. of the book, it's just dark all the time. There is no sunlight. And Tiki tells Moomin, like, the sun's going to come above the horizon today. And Moomin starts getting very excited. And he puts a yellow ribbon on his tail. And he watches. And there's just a tiny little sliver of red. And he's like, yay, it's the sun. And he starts dancing and he's so happy. And then it goes away again. And he's like, what? what went wrong and Tutuki's like no yeah this is how it happens it happens really slowly it'll come back soon and Moomin is so upset that he went so overboard getting excited for something so small that he's like I need to do something terrible I'm gonna do something (sighs) awful because I feel awful and he lets the ancestor out of the cupboard and he goes and disappears into the wild and Moomin needs to take responsibility for being a person who lashes out when he's feeling bad and trying to be better to someone who he doesn't understand and thinks is way too wild to hang out with.
1: Very bold, very bold boy, but that's also how you learn by making mistakes.
0: Yeah, but to to go to my other favorite theme of the book. It is that people who enjoy winter sports are insane and we should hate them.
1: I mean, I agree. Except for... I I actually do enjoy winter sports. So I can't actually agree. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. We just all have to be insane and hate you. You just have to wear lots of gloves and lots of clothes. And then... Yeah, there can also be nothing else happening like that week. If you go do winter sports, you're like, this is what's happening. I'm doing a winter sport and then I'm doing nothing else because I'm gonna be cold for three days Mm. afterwards.
0: I guess it could also be about hating tourists. Cause what happens is this is while the refugees are around and Moomin has made peace with his ancestor, a Hemulin turns up and this Mm -hmm. Hemulin is obsessed with winter sports. And like everyone else's way to deal with winter is to like sleep lots. When they wake up in the morning, they all kind of trickle into the living room together. And it's very like the morning after a house party, like someone puts on some coffee, someone else roots out what there is to eat. And everyone sort of sits around and discusses what they might do with their day. And then you drift apart and you do whatever you want with your day. And that's kind of mostly what you do. But this character, the Hemulan, is very clearly there because Tove Janssen hates people who stride into rooms while other people are sleepily drinking their coffee and say something like, oh, it's a bracing day out there. You guys must be so stuffy. Opens all the windows. Oh, no. Let's all go out for a bracing breakfast. Have you had any grapefruit yet? Oh, I don't drink coffee. Terrible stuff. Bad for the body. Let's have fruit juice and have a two-mile hike. And then I might eat a small piece of cake okay i've changed my mind this person
1: is terrible and i don't like anything that they like including winter sports i am no longer a winter sports person to be honest i'm never i'm not really a sports person at all yeah i have gotten into my skateboards you are Um, you're a skater boy i'm a skater boy now um oh how is his arc resolved did they kick a mouse are you allowed to kick out people who are mourning people
0: you kind of do the The thing that they have to do is Tove, not Tove, sorry. Tutiki gently tells Moomin how to have conflict resolution skills. So Moomin's Mm. like, oh, we don't like him. So we're all just going to avoid him. And like every time he goes and looks for someone to come skiing with him, we'll just not be there and we'll avoid him and we won't tell him that we don't like him. Well, that's kind of mean too. Yeah, Tootiki's like, you can't do that. You have to tell people when they don't when you don't like them. So Tootiki says, This is the limit. We simply have to have some peace again. Ever since he started his bu- bugle-tooting, my musical shrew has refused to play his flute. Most of my invisible friends have gone away. The guests have a lot of nerves and colds from sitting under the ice hiding all day long. And Sariu hides in the cupboard until nightfall. Someone has to tell the Hemulin to leave. I haven't the heart, said Moomintroll. He's so convinced that we like him, 2 replied. Hemulin's always managed, and it's better to have him understand that we don't like him, isn't it? Think about it. Can't you do it, Moomintroll asked wretchedly. He lives with you, doesn't he, said 2 Pull yourself together. Everyone will be better afterwards. So, Moomin tries to be like, your. Blowing this military horn and skiing constantly is really upsetting people. And I wish you could find somewhere else to go. If only there were other places nearby where you could ski. Unfortunately, the Lonely Mountains are far too dangerous and no one should ski there. And the Hemingway was like, oh, the Lonely Mountains? I will go ski there. Reverse psychology from a yeah. 10-year-old? What a yep. genius. And then the Hemulin gets a dog, which is why I wanted to say that there is an interaction between a dog and a wolf in this. Because another Mm -hmm. beautiful thing in this book is this tiny subplot with a dog called Sariu who romanticizes the idea of being a wolf and living with wolves. And Tutiki tells her like, if you keep going to listen to the wolves howl every night, you'll never forget them. And Sarius like, I I don't want to forget them. I love them so much. I want to be with them. And eventually, like, she tries and goes up to the wolves and is like, hello, brothers, will you accept me as, as one of you? And they're, like, about to rip her apart because she is a tiny dog and they are wolves. When, like, the hemulin passes by and is like, oh, I've always wanted a dog. Would you be my dog and we can hang out together? I was going we to go be ski in the, in the lonely mountains. Oh, and
1: then they can be fam because the wolves don't want to be fam. Yeah. Cho- Cho-
0: chosen dog family. Yeah. Yeah, it's really lovely. And it's about how so if you have a lot of love for someone and, and they're not good for you and they don't love you back, then it's kind of best to just let that love die and try pursue the love in the world that's there for you because you're you and not because of who you want to be. And, yeah, Tutiki's kind of the best character in the world. Um, I love Tutiki. Clearly, Tove Jansson really liked her girlfriend. Tuliki. They're actually also very cute. They lived in, like, neighbouring Ataliers instead of living in the same because they both wanted their own creative space. So yes. they like, hang out together but then go home different places. Oh. But troll, eh? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I've kind of only two more things to talk about in this book. Perfect. And one is Little Mai. Oh, I know about Little
1: Mai. What do you know about Little Mai? I know that in at least one cartoon she wears red and that she keeps tricking Moomintroll and that I think she has like a hundred siblings.
0: Yeah, Little Mai is the littlest Mimble. She's not the youngest, she's just the littlest. And she is so teeny tiny and she's decided to come live with the Moomans because there's too many siblings at home and she's tired of them. For the purposes of this book, she speaks like a Daily Mail article and it's delightful. There's things about just how evil little Mai is on purpose or I guess just awful on purpose. Give me a quote. Little Mai lay in her frayed sleeping bag, feeling very vexed. A wind had sprung up in the evening and blew straight into the cave. The wet cardboard box had burst in three different places and most of the stuffing was blowing about. Hello, my sister, little Mai shouted and knocked the mimble on the back. But the mimble slept. She didn't even move. I'm growing angry, said little Mai, when, for once, one could have had some use for a sister. I'll show you all, little Mai grumbled, grimly and coasted down the slope. The shore was lonelier than the end of the world. With low whispers of snow sweeping its large fans over the ice, everything was dark and the moon had set. Here we go, said little Mai. It makes the blood curdle, she murmured, grinning to herself in the dark. She's just very small and very angry and her hair looks like an onion and she does wear red all of the time. And she says things like, there's so much snow, I don't know why they allow this to happen. Who are they? Exactly. She's a Tory. She's a complete Tory. Um, <clears throat> she's the only one who can stomach the... Hemulin, who's into winter sports because she mm-hmm. follows him around for a little bit to learn how to ski and he's like oh my soon you'll be better than me and she said yes I will and then I won't talk to you anymore and then she does that amazing
1: what a child Honestly, that's the other I thing
0: I think little Mai is very ambiguous she could well be like in her 30s who knows no little Mai is ace I have decided so while Moomin is having this very existentially weird time in the winter world, being unsure about his place and trying to fit in with people who he doesn't fit in with, little Mai is just having the time of her life. She steals an old tea cozy to make into a coat by to- chopping the top off of it. And she Amazing. attaches some knives to her feet and invents skiing. like Amazing skating and then when the moon when the Hemulin comes around, she learns all the other winter sports from him and she just continues to be angry and powerful and uh wandering about with zero angst and zero thinking. I love this child. hmm Little Mai says, I'm always either glad or angry. Would it help the squirrel if our anger were if would it help the squirrel if I were sorry? No. But if I'm angry at the Lady of the Cold, I might bite her leg sometime. And Then perhaps she'll take care not to scratch other little squirrels just because they're sweet and fluffy. Beautiful. I'm always either glad or angry. And that's her. And she's amazing. I love this child. Honestly. And the last thing I want to tell you about, which happens in this book, mm-hmm. is how Moomin Mama wakes up. Okay. He has a cold. He had a bad cold for the first time in his life. The central heating fire had gone out and the drawing room was very chilly. With shaking paws, Moomintroll heaped several carpets over his stomach, but they didn't make him feel any warmer. He had a pain in his legs and felt a prickling in his throat. All of a sudden, life was sad. His snout felt strange and enormous. He tried to curl his ice-cold tail and he sneezed again. At this, his mamma awoke. She hadn't heard the thunder of the breaking ice. Never once the howls of the blizzards. Her house had been filled with restless guests, but neither they nor the alarm clock had been able to wake her. Now she opened her eyes and looked up at the ceiling wide awake. She sat up in the bed and said, You've caught a cold, Moomin troll. I
1: love her. Oh She's my goodness. Good. Imagine being like such a ma'am that you sleep through all of these terrible loud noises and then your child, your only child, sneezes and you're like, I am awake. My, 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 my offspring needs me. My beautiful, beautiful child requires my love and attention. I must make them a hot soup and a lump sip and get, get them back into bed. Oh, oh, I love. I love this affection. That's literally the
0: first thing she does is she tur- She wakes up and she hurries to the kitchen to warm some, like, cough syrup. And Moomin's like, no, Mama, we haven't washed the dishes. And she's like, oh, that's all right. She makes him some <sighs> soup. My mom
1: woke up early and I haven't cleaned up the house party yet. Yeah. <sighs> oh. Oh. Okay, so I might have to read these Moomin books. They're
0: very sweet. Um, And I did buy about five of them on a website called Mm awesomebooks.org, which is a UK-based website where they sell secondhand books. So I got them all for under a fiver. It's a great alternative to Amazon if anyone's looking for it. Because, like I said, they take books that are donated to secondhand shops. They just list them on their website. And they they donate all their money to literacy organizations mainly but uh yeah i got like five of them and yeah moomin mama then like makes moomin some warm drinks wraps them in some blankets and then she goes and sits on like the porch and uses a magnifying glass to burn some lines into some wood and she's like oh it's so nice to have time to myself maybe i should try wake up early other years and she just chats with <gasps> Two Tiki and Little Mai, and it's like, wonderful, what a lovely time. Oh, oh, I love Moomin Mama.
1: She's yeah. so chill.
0: She's Thank so God. chill.
1: So that's, that's kind of the book, and
0: that's kind of the Moomins? That's kind of the whole book, yeah. Of course, my favourite character, or one of my favourite characters in the Moomins is Snufkin. But oh yes, while, tell me of Snufkin. While Miss, the, the Mischief boy hibernate in winter. Snufkin is a migratory creature and he goes south mm-hmm. for the winter. He is fully he is a homeless child who lives in a tent uh, in like by the river. This is a world they've created. Mm-hmm. Tove has created here where homeless people are your best and most interesting friends. Cops are okay. always incompetent and never useful. Most people have done crimes, and it is okay to steal things if you need them.
1: I mean, isn't that what the world we're in should be? Yeah. I mean, there shouldn't be homeless people, but people who travel should be the most interesting people. I love it. It's
0: very Be Gay, Do Crimes. Yeah, he is the ultimate Be Gay, Do Crimes creature. He was found in a box... Mm-hmm. Um, And he just started traveling around. We find out in later books that he is Little Mai's half-brother. So he is half Mimble and half Snufkin. Uh, the Jockster, who was friends with Moomin's dad when he was young, is his father. Mm-hmm. And the Jockster and snuffkin are sort of cat-like creatures. And the Mimble okay. is sort of a frog-like creature or amphibian she's got amphibious she's also enormous but she's got sort of giraffe horns but otherwise is kind of froggy so Snufkin I like to say is half cat half frog all anarchist just a triangle who doesn't respect private property and I love he's him. great and he just lives he's got a in great hat he's got a great hat he lives in summertime in a tent down by the river near where the moomans are and he often in the book people would be like oh here's some new clothes for you we got you a new coat or a new hat cuz your old trousers are so worn and we thought you'd appreciate new ones and he's like ew no i don't want new things do you have anything that's kind of almost worn through that you're going to throw away that i could wear instead
1: oh oh snuffkin He just eats fish Um, and berries, and he's great. I love him. I love all these characters. Like, I just keep saying I love them, and I do. I have great affection for all of them. I know none of them, truly, but your descriptions of them.
0: Your love of them comes true greatly to me. I really, really do love them. And I know in the book you described earlier in the month, you were saying about how there's... There's themes of, you know, what is good, philosophy, morality and stuff in it. But because it was for Mm -hmm. a younger readership, everything's explained very clearly. Yeah. And this doesn't have that flaw because instead it is a book about being a little troll creature who wakes up in the middle of winter and can't wake up his mama and is a little bit afraid, but makes some new friends and learns from them and gains experiences but when you think about it for five seconds you're like huh this is a story about how humans survive dark times together and how we all need to huddle together and how sometimes there's going to be annoying people who just want to ski and you have to put up with those and you know makes you question like is it okay for me to own a thing and be angry at other people for using it, even if I'm not using it, or would it be better if if things were a bit different? It's it's a very sweet world and it's very much just for kids, but I am talking about it on the podcast because I have not read another book this month. Because I've also been struggling with insomnia a bit recently. So, so it's it been was, nice. It was
1: topical for yourself.
0: Yeah, it's nice when you are awake. And it's 4am and you are very frustrated because you've got things to do and you want to be asleep it's nice to be able to kind of light a lamp and just listen to some chill music and think about how we just have to get through the dark and the cold and this moment can be okay even if I'd wish I wasn't awake and this is a nice book to read for that. I like it yeah. I like it
1: um we you want to do go into the wrap-up? Oh, so we're going to be back.
0: Yeah, I soon. presume we don't have any questions on this because it was just uh, Eva talking about a kid's book she read. <laughs> Um. No, and I think I asked
1: my questions as we went along. I just kind of wanted to know a bit more about the characters and you told me about them.
0: Mm.
1: We'll be back in two weeks where I will be telling you all about The Queen of Coin and Whisper by Helen Corcoran, which is an Irish book and it's kind of fantasy, kind of medieval. It's very good. There are, spoiler alert, lesbians. And if I can convince her... Or if she has time, Etha might also read this book, and we will like do a do a different kind of thing where we both talk about a book that we have both read. Just just for December, you know, change it up, give Etha a bit more stress as her exams come along. That sounds but great. But definitely, you know, I love stress. <laughs> but
0: definitely, I will have read us, and yeah, cool. Um, yeah, we will be back then on the second Tuesday of December. I mm-hmm. hope you guys are all staying safe, staying well, uh staying warm and s- just doing as best you can in the darkest elbow of the year. Really, I think February is a little bit more annoying than November, but you know, November is up there. I'm I I find January and
1: February more more annoying in terms of winter just because as you go into December, You're like, oh, we're coming into the holiday season. And because we live in a Catholic majority, a Christian majority country, uh, there's Christmas lights everywhere. And it's really bright. And everyone's like, oh, we're so happy because Christmas is coming. And then after Christmas, it's just dark. They've taken down all the lights and nobody has anything that they're excited about coming up. Um, It's just darkness. And that's unhappy for me.
0: And you're disappointed because you've tried to do all your new year's goals, which is the worst time of year to try do a new thing. Uh, But we're all uh, trying to do everything. Well, yeah, my theory is that we should never take down Christmas lights. I think Christmas lights should go up in like the second week of November and stay up until like the third week of February.
1: There was a guy on the radio the other day who had his Christmas lights up for 35 years because he put them up one Christmas and then was like, these bring me joy. And so never took them down. And he turns them on every so often during the year, just randomly because they
0: make him happy. Well, listen, every Instagrammer has that in her bedroom now. So (laughs) (laughs) he was a trendsetter. Actually, one of my friends, I'm not going to go too off topic, but one of my friends gave me a lantern for my birthday and it is that she got an Ikea lantern with glass panels and she took the glass panels out and she painted every panel with a different autumn theme. So one has leaves and the other has mushrooms and one has a bee and another has a cat looking at a crow and I just put a little candle in that occasionally and look at it because that's beautiful and we should always have lights. And Gotta actually, get that serotonin wherever you can. We are uh, recording this during Diwali, Festival of Lights. So like, I hope everyone is having a, a pleasant Diwali who celebrates. Where can you message us about your summers and winters and your feelings about the seasons? Well, you can find us on most platforms. At Forever YA Pod. So on Twitter, we are at Forever YA Pod. And on Goodreads, we are Forever YA Pod. If you really like the work that we do and you have a little bit of spare cash, you can set up a recurring donation to us on patreon.com forward slash Forever YA Pod. And on Instagram, we will be posting some pictures and edits and quotes from books occasionally. Uh, that is at Forever YA Podcast, the odd one out. And of course, if you can't donate, or support us we completely understand if you could lose leave a review on itunes or whatever podcasting platform you are using that would be great or just even spread the word tell anyone you know who you think would like the pod about the pod so we can all have something nice in our lives that we like thank you Etha, for that
1: beautiful summation of our social medias and we'll see you all in two weeks
0: Bye! Bye! Forever Young Adult! I a podcast where we review books. Here as your why librarian, Eva, where are the lesbians? They're here to answer all of your questions, is they're forever young adults!